Let thy soul be awakened. Hello, hello. Okay, hi. Good morning. Good morning. That's uh, rare. Gina's up super early. Yep. I tried to tell her that she's now a mom and she may have to get up early. And I somehow managed to sleep until 10 a.m. Uh, most mornings a couple of weeks ago slept till 11 a few days yeah um and welcome uh spring is over here it is now winter again where it's like it's for legit real snowing now yep as we are at the end we're on the cusp of Aries season into Taurus season at the time of recording this uh it will be Taurus season tonight which doesn't feel Aries doesn't feel like a snow season, but I guess that's part of part of this region and this climate. I don't know, but Taurus feels like a snow season. No, it doesn't. Maybe a little bit. Taurus is the earth; it's flowers coming out. It's like it's. I, I not. I don't agree. It's just earth. It's earth for me. So whatever. Well, the earth snow provides. falls from the heavens. So interesting. It's Pisces. Pisces. Winter, yeah. Yeah. It's just coming in. Um, I don't attribute. I, I'm tired of astrology and, and seasons. I'm tired of seasons. <laughs> Even though we're going to talk astrology, I want to do it from the lens of tarot. But I'm done. I'm done with seasons. And I don't mean enjoying the weather. I mean with like mystical stuff. And people are talking about spring and fall and the twigs and the nuts and the berries. Yeah. And that it's about that and the time you plant seeds and don't plant seeds and Somebody was trying to argue with me because there's a message everyone's going on about the spring equinox is like, it's a time of planting seeds, which if you do garden, it's there might be some seeds. Philosophically, magically speaking, the winter solstice is the time of planting a seed, meaning that you s- set deeper intentions for your life because after the winter solstice the sun starts to grow so it's like new moon full moon yeah and but it doesn't mean you like uh, and then nine months later we have the harvest Mm. right so that's a human gestation period Mm. so if you look at these cycles and human gestations but uh you're anybody listening you're welcome to to utilize any of that but i'm saying it's like not the emphasis and magic and then now everybody's like marketing an equinox a solstice workshop yeah immersion experience or uh fucking master class crap on something that they've literally never mastered but it was funny because energetically the spring equinox within the context of an actual tradition, an oral tradition that's been handed down for thousands of years, it is an energetic sort of new year. Uh huh. We don't celebrate it as like, it's the new year, it's the new year, but it's the, the this, that equinox is the time of powerful initiation. So it's really not just a new year, it's the time of your new life. Mm. As you step out of darkness into the light. Yeah. And um, so I'm just I'm just protesting the whole birds and bees and twigs and berries. Okay, so but it is snowing. It is snowing. I'm having a human experience of the weather. Absolutely, it's I do have to say. I mean, I'm 
being back on the East Coast, I do have human experiences of the weather more so than in Los Angeles. But I don't know what it was. Actually, I think it's attributed to the Jupiter, Jupiter, Neptune conjunction in Pisces. But there was like some serious opening that happened. Like even people that I communicate with, my friends, I just felt like there was there was a change and prosperity flowing in and it maybe had to do with with the astrological placements or it could be like how they set their intentions in the winter solstice who knows but do you feel that there's like something shifting right now uh yeah uh, yes i definitely feel shifts i mean all of this um these these energies that have moved into Pisces, which we talked a lot about uh, last time. Um, so it's like Neptune, it's Jupiter. They had that first conjunction. It's They're still conjunct. Yes. So everybody listening who's like, that was a wonderful day. Like that energy is still happening. I still feel it. Um, so, you know, you got to look at certain planets move slower. Other planets move faster. Yeah. But at this moment now we have Venus in Pisces and also Mars just went into Pisces. I actually want to do a Patreon post about that because... That is the Ten of Cups. So the advantage, I like to look more from through the lens of a lot of the lessons of tarot because it encapsulates visually those teachings. Um, where astrology is just heady and it's a, it's just, it turns into a psychobabble rabbit hole where I'd notice people don't accomplish much and then they're Correct. hopefully waiting because their charts match up with some guy and the timing and it's like, <laughs> maybe it's just not that into you. Yeah. Like it's beyond astrology. And, totally. um, but this is, that is the energy of the 10 of cups, which is real spiritual and life affirming experience of fulfillment. Mm. And so it's like, I can get some satisfaction. I like that. And it's a, it's a wonderful energy. Um, and I, for sort of our quote circle of people, which are generally speaking are meditators, mystics, uh, people that are interested in these teachings, people that are listening to this pod. So I would say you're all we're all more sensitive. Mm. And so the depth of all of this, uh, this energy in Pisces, which is there is a, a, a relaxation. It's like puff the magic miracles because it's just it can be light and limitless and free. Mm. A lot of that energy is similar in concept to the number nine. OK, how so? Nine is subtlety. Nine is mastery. Nine is very graceful. It's very sophisticated. Mm. And it's very transcendent. And so we have these planets moving in a sphere or an energy or a realm or a concept or a teaching of transcendent consciousness. And uh, for a lot of people that are their eyeballs and their consciousness is only attached to planet Earth, birds and bees. It is snowing. It is now spring. It is time to plant. There are flowers coming out and the cows are mooing. Mm -hmm. um, th like that, that vibe overly earthed people, which is most of the planet, 
may not do well in a transcendent abstract consciousness mm. of God. Mm. So, um, but we're feeling it and feeling things, it. it's smooth operator energy. You yeah. Know? And you have to be multidimensional in your consciousness. If you, you can't just limit yourself to logic. Logic is the destroyer. Logic is stupid in magic. Okay. It's like you use logic for its base, simple factor, right? And, of course, what's the other side of that? It's like I remember standing in line in L.A. years ago, uh, and it was girls. Um, and uh, it's, these are the girls, that idiots that are bad at humor, like to make fun of them for ordering pu pumpkin spice latte. I'm like, oh, yeah. yoga teachers aren't. They're not consuming pumpkin spice lattes. No, exactly. From, like, not Plus even it's such like a 2007 joke. Yeah, but people are still, like, posting that, like, some stupid meme about that. I'm like, nobody who's really into it is drinking pumpkin spice no. fucking corn syrup latte, just no. for the record. Yeah. I am, I'm actually offended. I'm offended as well I'm, uh, for I, these women. And also, I want to take on a new role. I just want to be offended now by everything. <laughs> I'm going to offend. Um, hopefully, I can be a blue check, a blue check existence. I feel I like once. Offend and be offended. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to offend. I want to be offended. But once, once you're offended by everything, or once you decide you're offended, everything is offensive. Yeah, exactly. And then there's no redemption in your life. Yeah. Which is what all of this emphasis on on Pisces at the moment, even though like we're out of Pisces season, the season is just where the sun, the sun moves a degree every day. So it's that's why it's like a month in every sign. The sun moves fast. But, um, you know, this is Pisces in its high note is the energy of redemption. That's like this sort of notion of Christianity of, you know, you just. You surrender it to the the all and see what transpires and see what comes out, right? The old notion, the old language is God's will for you. Unfortunately, unevolved people that still love live under the paradigm of oppression and their psyches think that there's some like all-powerful God that's telling you what you can do or can't do and things like that. And if you expand that notion that, quote, God's will for you, the redemption is you're in the highest alignment of, of everything. And, and the synchronicity is destiny. And destiny creates synchronicity and vice versa. And then you are a smooth operator. And then you still have to use all of these energies. So as much as I like to make fun of just Earth people, um, we need earth and that's important. And I feel like that's a lot of what I've talked about. And some of that's what's going into my prosperity teachings book. Well, I just had a thought because as you were talking about God and redemption and just being offended, I was thinking about how people can resist the quote idea of God that they can't actually get to the point of redemption. I'm re remembering like taking or being in like Al-Anon meetings and, someone would they they would just get really caught up on like the language in the meeting that they couldn't actually be a part of it yeah be present I mean, in that's, it that's a lot of people like good you know good for them like not my problem yeah which is what you should have learned 
in Al-Anon. Yeah, not my problem. Yeah, I should. It's your I should life. Go to a meeting. <laughs> it's, it's your life. Still it's wondering not my about problem. those people. Like it's like I mean we've just had all this Aquarius juice. Like that's your life. It's not my problem. Don't make it about me. Yeah. Your problems aren't my problems. Right. Yeah. Because then I was thinking about this woman's problem with the language. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, <sighs> um, but for me, <laughs> not my problem. Yeah. I don't care. But I <laughs> now though I choose to be offended. So it probably is my problem. I'm gonna be offended. Um. I am offended. I'm still offended at those uh, high school students here that are like, don't ever end mass mandates. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, like they're probably off. imploding over the um, no mass on planes anymore. As I of right now. Yeah, but I don't I always get confused because you'll like read headlines, uh, which is about as deep as I go because the articles are the same thing. Uh, it's like, look on like Fox News, liberal cities imploding, and then CNN, Donald Trump, blah, still. And then, um, or conservatives, this. Um, what we're talking about? Oh, Mass yeah, the mass. No, yeah, but I don't know what it means. Like, uh, it always is like, federal judge blocks this or something. I'm like, where does it all come down to the one federal judge? That decides everything because like yeah. when Trump was in office, there was always something that a federal judge blocks this block mm -hmm. that and now federal judges. So I don't know, like this, does a federal judge in whatever state just get to de I now declare under the auspices yeah. of the United States government that the mandates are lifted. Yeah, it is confusing, especially because it's a federal judge in Florida. So I was like, is it? Is it only happening in Florida where if you get it? I mean, when I flew into Florida during the pandemic, no one was wearing a mask once you enter the airport. Yeah, because so states just, get to make the decisions. Yeah. And municipalities. Who knows? It's a complicated mess. I hope that it really is uh, lifted and people. The illusion uh, is breaking. Correct. Um, but people still want to. People love oppression. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. So it roots back to this notion, God's will for you is like some third party entity commanding your, ser you know, serv servitude um, of what like you can and can't do. And you're just a groveling worm in the dust, like Oliver Twist, like, oh, please, sir, may I have some more, you know, like yeah. orphan beggar. Yeah. And. Which actually ties into some of the cards that we'll talk about today. I think I know which one you're referring to. What? The five discs. Yes. Yeah. Why? Well, because you're putting like the the outside material world above your own spirituality. Well, y yes. And your connection with, with divinity. Well, sh yes. But there's a couple of cards that I actually like the... Um, the visual from the Rider White tarot deck, mm. which is like the most common deck, which generally I like to jab and make fun of because it looks like little cartoon characters telling a human story. We're just humans having a human experience. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I like that effect. That actually kind of offends me. Why? And the hu I, I just, oh, we're just humans. We're just simple humans with our human experience of the weather and the birds and the bees. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know. It just seems so non-dynamic and another way to keep your consciousness simpleton. I, but I do just know what. Dullard you, and simpleton. Yeah, I know. I know that card that you're talking about, though, and I really like it because it's, it's these two people and they're like freezing out in the cold. And then there's there's like a church with with a nice warm light in the window. And it's like they have access to this to this warmth light, but they've decided to stay out in the cold. Isn't that the yeah? And they have discs? like crutches, and they're they're just ramshackled and tethered yeah. clothing, and just they're vagabonds, aimless vag. They're probably Sagittarius, <laughs> and um, but uh, yeah, it's sort of a good visual. So those cards. Um, I might spoof on it, but really the teaching when I was taught, even though I utilized the Thoth deck because there's depth to it and it's very aligned with a lot of the magical teachings, the Rider Waite deck at that time in history was the groundbreaking deck. There has been no groundbreaking deck since the Thoth deck. There's a lot of pretty little picture painting decks, but those do tell a story. So those cartoon characters in there are telling a story and that's a good story and then the seven of cups is a i like that one because um whereas in the thoth deck the seven of cups is like just debauch and it's just you blatantly see how gross it all is Mm -hmm. and so in a way that helps your psyche cut right to the chase to say because venus is a lot of lies and illusions and vanity and venus is not long lasting and um that card has these like beautiful cups with like jewels and it's like all the juicy things you think you want that you think are valuable to depth of your soul and purpose and life having your human experience i'm saying that accent from uh what we do in the shadows (laughs) when they're like i will have a human cocktail or (laughs) human beer one human pizza um but uh that card like there's little snakes so it kind of shows it hints in there it's kind of obvious but if you wouldn't know it if you didn't know it um that there's like little jabs it's gonna right like that yeah that little so there's some good cards but the teaching is just if you're learning tarot want to explore tarot just find a a deck that you love Mm -hmm. and use that because that's what's important and tarot is tarot yeah, seventy-eight card tarot deck, but I like to teach with the Thoth deck. It is the it has upgraded for the new uh, eon of consciousness, the new quote paradigm. Um, so there's some some changes. So at this current moment, it really set the standard for to take tarot to evolve it for the new consciousness for the planet. That which really is an emphasis of the judgment card versus um, adjustment. No, that's Lust. justice in adjustment. Oh, judgment right. is the eon. Oh God, totally messed that up. Oh man, lust is temperance. No, what? What? Don't I think you should edit that? Okay. Um, no, <laughs> well, I'm kidding. No, you should leave it. No, none of that. Okay, the judgment card in the old tarot. Which in the Rider Waite, there's like these trumpeting angels and it's like, oh, you've come to this glorious pinnacle of achievement of your evolution of your soul. And that's sort of this notion, like the second coming of Christ mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to just rapture up and go up to heaven. The magical teaching is more like the heaven 
is now here on earth, right? Mm. Which comes through the teachings of the goddess Nuit, which teaches us that um, we are divided uh, by love for for love's sake, for the chance of union. And so our consciousness, we're incarnated on planet earth. We kind of get disconnected. And now we're in a new phase where we're less, we're more connected. It's easier to make that connection to divinity and have that here on the planet, something more glorious and amazing. So by the time the writer white and those old tarot decks, we haven't, we didn't cross that threshold. So in the Thoth deck, Crowley says, okay, if Crowley did nothing else, he, he, he organized the book of the law, which his wife received that transmission, which is sort of the holy text of the new consciousness in this new phase for the planet uh, in 1904. And then he upgraded the tarot. And if that, that's all he really probably needed to do. Um, but that card, the Eon, is where the um, is the new phase. So we've already crossed that threshold of the consciousness. Whereas in the old tarot, it's saying we're about to experience that. So anyhow, we've crossed that threshold. And we're already li we're living in the new time. It's not our problem that, that a lot of the planet hasn't caught up to that and they want to implode. And the Piscean Age wants to fight their Piscean War. People are waiting around for the, re the great Redeemer to show up. Mm -hmm. And these aspects, this is a redemption. So why don't you just surrender? Like the new sacrifice now are all the just things that, you know, you don't really need to do that. Yeah. You don't need to feel that way. You don't need to be offended, even though that's my joke. Like, I'm going to be offended now. And um, you can let that stuff go. It's Puff the Magic Miracle. Just give it. Imagine that you're giving all your problems to the universe as a blessing and an abundant gift. And maybe you can just think for a minute that there is something higher that actually has your best interest that maybe will come in and, some, and alchemize that. Mm. Call it God, God. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And um, so people that are so want to disenfranchise themselves by this notion of God, it's because their their psyche and their training and their conviction is in the paradigm of master versus slave and mm -hmm. that there's some God master mm -hmm. outside of themselves telling them what they have to do. Right. And that's just through the lens of stupid humans having their human experience. Yeah. Uh, too much of what's happening is through the lens of stupid humans. Well, I just had a thought about, because we, I did watch another video with uh, Yuval Noah Harari and, um, and just him not making any sort of prophecy, but basically posing an idea of what the future would look like with AI taking away possible jobs and people feeling irrelevant. But what if these um, this elimination of these jobs are actually freeing up people to focus on their spirituality? Well, sure, that's a that's a, a, the idea on some level, not through him. I still don't think he's you could argue first i just want to say well he's just pointing out where it could go but he's planting those seeds because he speaks yeah. at a huge level and he's like a best everywhere so um honestly kind of like fuck that guy yeah he's really smart and it, but it's 
He, I never see anything where he's presenting it as a as a dark warning of the dystopian future that could be had. Yeah, he's like, this is how it'll be. Yeah, he's like too neutral there, about it. There is most useless people and blah blah blah. Anyhow, it's a setup, and then people think, oh, that's how it's going to be. Sure, um, that's the idea, right? All this technology would ease up on our life, and um, then we could pursue deeper things. Um, but it doesn't work that way. That's what started in Atlantis, right? Atlantis was like, we were a glorious society and we have all this spiritual advancement. The teaching in magic is that, uh, Atlantis basically got fat and decadent and they utilized and started just worshiping their advanced technology. Mm -hmm. And so then they succumbed to, they were humans having a technological experience. Interesting. And then Sounds they, familiar. they just, they got into the tech and whatever their issue, their fucking Apple watch equivalent was. Mm -hmm. And they did all of this work for them. And then they got disconnected. And so the, the tech became their spirituality, and then that's when a society falls. Wow. So um, they, they fall in their own glory, and they fall in their own decadence, and they think that what they've created as a man, as a human, uh, is what's most powerful and what's most deep, and that's the reality. That's the tower card. That's the deeper teaching yeah. of the tower card. Is The tower is what you think you've built up as some glorious pedestal that like the universe comes in and is like, uh, 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 this is not real. And so these great civilizations collapse because they just on some level just get into that. So really that is like an accelerated downfall of humanity. Um, and, uh, so just, and I don't mean just, okay, we're, we're going to use technology. It's just use it in perspective. Right. I, you know, I don't know. I don't, there's like, you know, these are interesting times and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta like, you gotta step it up. Everybody listening here, you have to step it up or you will just be sort of thrown out on the wayside and just, you know, are you going to have a meaningless life? Are you just chugging through the inertia of your human experience? I hope not. Like, um, you're just you're gonna just rot away eventually and um it's that's now people are allowed to do that spiritual paths not religions spiritual paths are to work that out one of the things is you're burning off karma which is those sort of soul energetic digressions whatever it might be and then um, most spiritual traditions, but I believe, and this is the teaching, like we come to planet Earth with lessons and things to do where we have to grow. And um, we can't judge what other people need to go through, what their lessons or experiences. And then people have the people make mostly stupid decisions. That we can be offended by. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then have no redemption and just live and implode. Yeah. <laughs> like, hurt. Your tears of anger. Um, but this um, this energy, and, and that's the idea. Like, we're shifting into Taurus energy, and plus the North Node is in Taurus. So those are big factors for the planet right now. And then we're – at the time that this airs, it'll be Taurus. Taurus season is happening at several – this evening. 
Right. But so Uranus is also in Taurus. Well, that's been in Taurus for a long exactly. time. Exactly. So um, this will be relevant beyond Taurus season. Well, yeah. And then the note. I'm just saying, we, we're dealing with some Taurus. Yeah. Um, and Taurus is the, talk about like an earth, a great earth sign. So we need earth. And that's the thing that I didn't even get to my story about the, the girls in wine because I got oh, right. confused about the pumpkin spice lattes, which they do not drink. Um, not in Los Angeles, that's for sure. And um, the, they just, the, they were online and they were paying for like a membership or something. I don't know, whatever. They're buying something. And then the one person was like, you know, She's like, I finally, I was stressing about money, and then I just realized, like, money is just energy, and I can just ask my parents for more. <laughs> and so, like, that's, like, where all of this high, holy, sort of Pisces energy that's been in play, because so many planets are in Pisces as well, um, that's the thing. You can just sort of float off into the ethers and not understand that we do live on planet earth and we have to we have to sustain and we have to have resources and that is taurus taurus is like i'm making the resources if you think about this cycle you got all this like hot spot and energy and aries right it's like i'm blasting off i'm going out on the hunt well taurus is like i've now taken what i've hunted and i've turned that into something and i have skill in Mm -hmm. So Taurus is really a sign of skill. Mm. It's a sign of ability, and it's a sign of the energy of what do you do and how do you apply yourself to create uh, material abundance on a deeper level that helps create security and stability. It's a fixed sign, and so we need stability. We need shelter, and um, you need food. You need you need these things, and that's the basic element of Taurus saying what are your talents in acquiring these resources so that's when I can look at my second house and say okay if I have any planets in my second house these are some things that I could clue into on how I can make money or how I can really hone in on a skill set yeah look at your second house exactly and that's like okay that might be how you have talents for earning um you know, it's money is so important in this realm. And so the old paradigm kept people down and out because you just, you know, this notion that you surrender doesn't mean that you have to dissipate as like a helpless orphan vagabond. Five of discs. That's the Taurus card. Those of you listening that want to go deeper with tarot that aren't on Patreon, um, the fixed sign cards are all of the five, six, and seven of whatever the element is. So what element is Taurus? Earth. It's an Earth. Yeah. And so discs is the Earth, or whatever the tarot deck calls it. It might be pentacles or whatever. But you need an Earth element in the tarot cards five six and seven so like five six of seven of cups the fixed sign of water cups scorpio right so you have five of cups six of cups so those are all scorpio cards uh -huh. the cardinal cards which initiate the new energy are the twos the threes and the fours so we just came out of two of um 
uh, wait, let's air. We're coming out of Aries, so we have two. We, that's a cardinal sign, so we're coming out of two of wands energy. Just yep. go get it. Three of wands, which is like right doing the right, you know, right action, and then four of wands is um, finishing what you start. Well, yeah, it's total. It's completion. Yeah, because Aries, the cardinal sign, may not want to see it through. But that's why we have to work in all these energies, and you need Earth. So those those girls that were like, yeah, money's just transcendent energy, and um, they need to work on their Earth. And so Taurus, which has been a lot of my personal lessons, um, is a sign of material stability. Um, it can be material luxury, and it's really important. So as much as I want to jab the human experience, um, you know, the downside of too much earth is you're just heavy and you're a dullard and you can't, you have no ability for abstract thinking, right? Those are lessons of Taurus. Yeah. I like what our one friend says about um, Taurus being like this sort of frog in the well. Like you just, you have your little well home. And you think all is fine and well. Da, da, da. <laughs> um, and then you like have a little glimmer of the sky, but you're kind of living in this tunnel vision and mm. you don't realize there's this whole other universe. It's like the Hobbit. You know, they just wanted to live in their little, the Shire and their lo little Hobbit homes and tinker with their den of inequities of, you know, little Hobbit hobbies. Yeah. And live a nice, comfortable life, not one of adventure. Um, so that's Taurus, but we need that. And I see, I just see a lot of deficient Taurus when I do readings. Um, I was just thinking about, because for, for me, I when I think of Taurus, I go into materialism. But there is something about the real opulence of Taurus that, like, if you have really beautiful cookware, you're going to have a greater experience of cooking and then eating from that pan or <laughs> I have um yeah I've upped my Taurus game and of course you got to be reasonable and what is your means right because Taurus is going to be debting Taurus is right. like I'm living on borrowed money only and then it's it's extravagance which is decadence decadence is rooted in having no sense of higher purpose so when you just are attached to your human experience, you only rely on the earthly delights that are the thing that you think are fulfilling you. Mm -hmm. But earthly delights should be a manifestation of these divine energies. That's the God, that's that's the that's magic. Magic is uh, we now are in a new consciousness, one that we experience ecstasy and opulence, and we have our own true will, and we have some birthright to uh, success and purpose and um, nice things can go along in that. It's just, you know, don't get attached to think that the nice thing in of itself is what fulfills you. Right. But there's value, right? Venus rules Taurus. Venus's core lesson is what's truly valuable. Well, yeah, like a really nice cookware, if you're into cooking – is way more valuable. Those pieces that we've acquired over the years, they will last. Isaiah could be using those. Right. You know, um, and also just understanding what's value, 
comfortable and respecting that. And we live in a disposable society. Everything's mm-hmm. disposable. Well, and I'm thinking about, for instance, trends that with within like the world of fast fashion, you can go on Zara and then find um, something that is a ripoff of a runway look that's thousands of dollars more. But you're only going to get like two washes out of that dress or pair of pants because it's not sustainable. It doesn't it's not going to yeah. be something that Isaiah is going to be like, oh, this is a dress my mother wore. And now I'm going to pass it on to someone that he um, cares about because it's probably all tethered. Uh, yes. Uh, all of that. I mean, fashion is fashion should be in Gemini, but it's probably in Taurus because it's constantly changing. Um, and then it's disposable. All clothes are totally disposable. Um, that you know, fashion in the clothing industry is like. Someone we know that's in fashion and manufacturing of fashion, um, he was saying, if I'm, I could be mistaken, but it's like the second most toxic yeah. industry for the environment next to like the military industrial complexes yeah. in the world. And yet everyone's imploding over fucking straws. Right. And I'm like, you should implode over, like, if you really are into the environment. Um, the uh, the clothes that you know, uh, and buy have to buy clothes. It's it's renewable. They don't last forever. Yeah. Like that piece of crap sweater I bought from the Gap when we were going to that wedding dinner thing, mm-hmm. and that was like the only store because we're in the middle of nowhere, and it was like not a bad little sweater, a little bomber sweater. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like it, and it literally lasted for. A, a few weeks and then a whole tear up the side just wearing it. Yeah. So every it's so disposable. Just everything's disposable. And so you got to look at really Taurus is going to tell you what's really valuable to you. Um, I do think good Taurus practices, though, because the dark side of Taurus is also scarcity. And that's mostly what we see in the world. So most of planet Earth is set up so people don't succeed. Most of the planet really on some level they're not they're poor most of the planet is sort of poor and um there's so much infrastructure set up to keep you down and it's hard and it's a struggle and vermonters like they love to fall into that paradigm everything's hard it's a struggle it's poor i just got to get my hours um, if you're only working for hours where time spent equals money earned, like it's going to be a lot harder to just get ahead. That's super finite. Even if you uh, like have a huge hourly rate and you can do well, but you can't scale it up because it's only you doing that and you can only show up versus time. There's 24 hours in a day. So in a way that can even people that do really well could be scarce. They could be under earning. They don't even realize it. Right. Uh, Taurus is great to be like, just have enough, be the frog in the well and not realize, oh, actually things could be a lot more dynamic. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of um, there was this woman who you were working with her and it was like how how much it costs to work with her. She would break down. She was like, well, how much is it in an hour? And I remember I was like, well, how much is it an hour? You're like, it doesn't work like that. 
Like the session could be forty five minutes, or it could be like an hour and fifteen. Oh, minutes. you mean with me? Well, yeah. she was. I don't like to sell time. I like to sell a session, but I do. It's it's important I keep it within a certain time. But sometimes I want to just do fifteen minute readings or less because I could with four cards and I could tell you everything. Yeah. But um, you know, maybe it'll get to that. But if we look at these Taurus cards and. Those of you listening, whatever tarot... Now, you can only accomplish this in an actual tarot deck, not oracle cards and everything, um, which are still fun, and I use them. I like Marcella's a mm-hmm. lot. That's that's the main um, non-tarot deck that I'll use. The yeah. Sacred Symbols, and she has a new one that she sent me, which is a little more pop culture. Um, that's a great oracle deck. But um, the if you take the five of discs... You know, that's the card of, like, over-stress. And that's where so much of the planet is. It's the weight of the world in the Thoth deck. So I'm just going to fully go into the deck that I use and teach with. You see five heavy, dark discs, it, and they make an, uh, an, an inverted pentagram. The inverted pentagram is used as a satanic symbol because it says, well, what we value the most is the Earth. The most human... Uh, quote, religion or spiritual practice would be Satanism in the sense that you just value what you see. It's three, di- the devil card is just three dimensional thinking. No, it's a, he has a third eye that sees nothing but what's in front of him. And so you say, well, we're so disconnected from this higher universe and this higher divinity that we have to make the most of what we have and this earth in our corporeal form. And so that's discs. And so the inverted pentagram puts spirit at the bottom of that. So that upward point in a pentagram is the element of spirit, ethers. And so now if you look at this inverted pentagram, you see all of this weight crushing down on you. And so it's hard to advance spiritually if all of you're worried about is... um, paying your bills and just getting by and the earth stresses, which is what is set up. Everything is mostly set up. One paradigm is everything is set up for you to fail, to be oppressed and to never get ahead. The new paradigm, and it really is an internal mechanism to switch to that, as people like to say, timeline, which I like in a bit, but I'm hearing too much timeline language. Nobody knows what the fuck they're going or coming. You know? <laughs> yeah, what timeline they're on. Yeah, they just say, oh, it's a timeline of this, and then I woke up in this timeline and manifested the house in that timeline. I'm like, there is, we're in this time, <laughs> right? So, like, we we have to use the disc. So, Taurus says, how do you get ahead? How do you have those resources? And how do you break that stress? It's the card of worry. It's Mercury and Taurus. Mercury is too much thinking. And when your life is involved, too much thinking about what you don't have. That's what that card teaches. I don't have this. I'll never have that. And then you just are, you never even consider that there is spirit. And if you put yourself and your, your spiritual growth and evolution first, internally that radiates and manifests and emanates out into the tangible world and so the prosperity is like i mean it's an inner process and then it's also the outer work 
So if you're just like money's just energy, but you're not doing anything, like right. what you know, I need a job, I can't pay rent. Well, what are you doing about it? Prosperity meditations, like the action and the real world stuff, is also part of the prosperity meditation. Yeah. And so, but I just see so that going back to that notion that if we advance technology so much to where people don't have to do menial tasks anymore. Like, if we had a robot that actually could do all of the house work, that mm -hmm. would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and I would be up for it. Also, I would be so down <laughs> to, like, have a chip that really uh, boosted weight loss and I could just eat whatever and, you know, always have great uh, metabolism and high energy, I suppose. But... Um, so, but look at that five of discs. It's worry. It's that mercury. It's too much thinking. Just too much thinking. But I don't think that people are inclined to do that. Look what happened in 2020 where most of America, so many people, um, all of a sudden were able to, like, the government came in. And, like, for a lot of people, that thousand-ish dollars more a week is way more. That's way more than I made working at Erewhon. Yeah. Why would I go back to work? But how many people actually took that, were industrious, said, okay, I'm going to take this time off where I'm getting subsidized to live and utilize it as an opportunity to grow out of that. Right. A few people did. Yeah. No, definitely. And I feel like that's always been not. theories where it's like, what if you were, what if the government did pay you to focus on your craft I feel like before 2020 ever happened and people were getting subsidized by the government, we or I knew people and I would live with the notion of what if I just had what if I was just paid to focus on a craft versus like having to grind at a restaurant or cater, then I could get ahead. No. No, that's oh, I'm just saying that that was a theory that I would play I, with. And I, I think that we finally people got to experience that. And you, like you said, how many people did get ahead or how Nobody. many people just spent a all their few, money at Guitar Center? Uh, that Most people, a few people pivoted, got ahead, utilized that time. But then you're like, oh, so the government starts giving you money. Then they're going to say, like, that's like communist Russia was like, here, you, we will provide for you to uh, do art. But you have to make art that is for the state. You right. have to do, you know, so like, so let's do it. So you had to like maybe only paint portraits of Donald Trump right. or now paint portraits of Biden and Kamala Harris, like, you know, state sanctioned this or that state sanctioned medical programs and procedures, state sanctioned health procedures mm -hmm. that everyone has to follow based yeah. on no bullshit science, on bullshit science. But so I don't think, I don't think the general human having their human experience is going to do anything. Most people just want to, they'll just get fat and lazy and putz around. N not everybody's ambitious. Like it's just a s very small percentage of the planet that is like, I, I like this sort of unofficial statistic that maybe about 5% of the planet is like working on their karma and burning their karmas. And then within that, like less than a percent, half a percent is it working on their destiny. Mm. So I don't know how many people, I mean, that opportunity is great. I mean, we'd have a nicer planet. We're, we have enough resource and abundance and it's an abundant universe. That's what the five of this teaches us. It's an abundant universe. Don't fall into the scarcity. Don't compete, but you got to pave your way. 
You know what they should and have you've done? you got to do the work, and Taurus does the work. Yeah. But I just had a thought. You know how if you apply for unemployment um, when there wasn't a pandemic, you had to re- you have to report that you're a- actually actively looking for jobs in order to continue getting unemployment? They should have done it where you have to show that you've been spending that money on courses and you know what I mean? Like expanding something, your educational uh, life. Yeah, or I don't, I don't, I just, the government shouldn't be telling you where you should spend your money. No, I know. But I'm just saying like, that would be an interesting idea where it's like, how about instead of just sitting around ordering Postmates and watching, I don't want to say Netflix, but HBO the, Max. Cause the Netflix government's sucks. never. No. I don't. I don't ever want a government telling you how you're supposed to evolve spiritually. No. I, what, yeah, I know. After even when we spent that time in Egypt and we kept we we couldn't meditate, we couldn't do yoga. Like all these fucking yeah. assholes that are offended in America, you can't practice that spirituality. That like now decided to dedicate their lives to what other people can and can't do for their spirituality. You need to go to a country where you can and actually can't do it, and the government's like no 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 yeah so no the government should never tell anybody if they want to give a little money it's up to the okay i changed my mind it's up to the individual to do that the point i'm making is we can have all this technology people are just going to get fat and dumb i don't see the trajectory of your uh, like the common man doing that are there people that are ambitious there i like this this teaching that if you shook up all of the money on the planet and all of, and we equally distributed all of the money in a very short time, all of that money is going to go back to the exact same people because it's something in your aura. It's in your energy field. It's in your, if your Taurus game is strong, you are creating and you're in touch with what's value for valuable for you, your purpose, your mission, and you're creating prosperity for yourself and you're creating enough prosperity that you're helping create prosperity for others. You're creating opportunity. What's the big Taurus card? The Hierophant. The Hierophant is the expounder of the mysteries and is the spiritual teacher. Now, I know all philosophy will say, well, spiritual teachers, Camillian is going to say it's only there's Saturn teachers, there's Jupiter teachers. Those are the two teacher planets. Every planet's a teacher planet, but in in tarot, the spiritual teacher is the Hierophant, and that's Taurus. So what does that mean? A spiritual teacher, my teacher would always say, you give, you have just, you have enough rope to like figure it out on your own, but not enough to ha- hang yourself. And so you can sort of go down your little earthly delights. You can experiment. You could feel, and the the Hierophant. The spiritual teacher of Taurus is going to say, okay, you can't lead a student. Like, you can lead a student to a spiritual practice, but you can't give them this spiritual experience. And the work is up to you as an individual. So the government can give all the money they want. Maybe it just makes life a little easier, and that's what people want. You can sit around and eat Cheetos and whatnot and watch shows which was i didn't wasn't which even is fun them. sometimes yeah i mean it's not all like hustle 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 what are you doing yeah um there's a balance to all of this but that this notion of spiritual teacher says well i'm giving you the spiritual practices i'm giving you the tools to create your own resources to create your own spiritual experience and so when this old notion is like, oh, the spiritual teacher is there's some messiah of a great time like Christ that by 
surrendering to that, then I have a greater experience of my soul. Now, the spiritual teacher, it really has always been this way, is like, no, here's techniques, here's yogic practices or meditations or magical techniques, techniques, and here's teachings, but now it's up to you to utilize, apply, and do it. So um, a spiritual teacher isn't going to tell you, like, oh, you have to do this. this I mean, sometimes, but um, it's up to you as as a student, as a spiritual practitioner. Well, I just realized, even though you said there, every planet there's a there's a teacher within or and a teaching within each planet, but if you look at the Hereford card, he is holding up a peace sign, and if you look at and if you know the attributes on each finger, the index finger is Jupiter, and then the middle finger is Saturn. Well, and that's really this that you'll see Christ. That's like the Christ mudra. Okay. That's what he's holding. So yes. Oh, because his are yeah. That's this. That's the Christ mudra. Interesting. Look, you'll see pictures of Christ, but then if you think about it, Christ as a spiritual teacher is like Saturn and Jupiter. Saturn and Jupiter are huge. Um, those are spiritual teachers. But I, I'm saying is people wouldn't necessarily attribute like it, classical astrology would say Sagittarius is a teacher. And I look at charts. I'll see a ton of Sag people on some there's some level of a teacher. Um, but this, this spiritual teacher of the Hierophants, like, here's some practices. Here's the teachings. Now go, go forth and apply it to your life. So I think this old notion, though, where people are looking for idols or you lionize a spiritual teacher or anybody else, you're then saying, well, that's old thinking. Well, I am now, you are some level of master, and you, te master teacher, will provide the spiritual experience for me. And that's just doesn't work anymore. Maybe at one point it did. It doesn't mean, you know, being around high energy people. I like Grant Cardone. He's like quarantined from broke people, <laughs> which is a very Taurus lesson because yeah. you kind of being around people that are moving and grooving and doing things that goes in your psyche. Correct. Yeah. Like, Oh, I can achieve that. I can achieve this. Oh, mm -hmm. that's possible. You can do creative things. Those are my biggest lessons of Los Angeles. I talk about it all the time. Everybody writes a book and it's published, right? So right. I'm in a world of published writers now. So getting a published book, but I'll go around Vermont and people are like, what? So I feel like a star. Like, <laughs> you have a book out. Um, but except for that Middlebury. Uh, yeah. They could store. care less. They were miserable. Yeah. Um, they don't sponsor the pod. I'm no. gonna I'm gonna have anti sponsors. <laughs> we should do a podcast of everything that's dumb and annoying and we don't like. Um but all I'm saying is uh like we're in this phase this south node and or I'm sorry, north node and Taurus happening. This is a wonderful time for people to really start saying, how can I get ahead? How can I get ahead financially? How do I create stability, st that things that are truly valuable? How do I receive the teachings, the Hierophant, and how do I apply these teachings to myself? The Hierophant cards literally that, I don't know if it's a Bible thing, but somehow I always hear it as, think of it as Jesus, like, teach, give a man a fish and he eats for a day, teach a man to fish and they eat for a lifetime or whatever. Oh yeah. That's what that card is. Mm, I like that. Unless you're a vegan or a, veg or a vegetarian. Um, and 
But you could teach him how to make tofu. <laughs> teach a man, give a man a soybean, and he has estrogen imbalance for a day. <laughs> and teach a man to make tofu, and they have estrogen imbalance for a lifetime. For a lifetime. Um, exactly. But you know, it's like it's up to the individual to be resourceful, industrious. It's like all everything is here, and it's like if you think of like everything as an interesting puzzle. And so you and I are in a phase of how do we really scale up and uh, succeed more because we have a lot of financial goals. We're buying a house. That's as tourist as it gets. Yeah. We're closing in tourist season. Oh, yeah. So much of this house, which we talk about a lot, but it's a good example of practical magic, mm-hmm. right? So we put these into practice. We put these into our real world human experiences. Yeah. And I love the teaching that says the magician always has a nice home. So again, and you can do the, the spiritual practice could be in a grand temple and a marble palace of a hall, or you could do it in a bathroom at an airport if you need to. So the magician isn't so attached. With, that's the fake uh, Taurus because the Venus is fake. Uh, and then you're just attached to the beauty. But more of the planet is attached to the scarcity, to never have enough. And you have the tools and you have enough to start where you're at. And so this Taurus phase is a wonderful opportunity to manifest, to pull it in to get ahead uh, financially or in the world. It may not be financially, but also even you could use it for ro- romance, right? It's Venus. Like if your life doesn't feel good and feel nice and, and surround yourself, like you can, again, with whatever your means are, I've lived in like weird apartments that I've made super nice. Now we're going to have like a home which compared to la this place feels huge like yeah even we're gonna be like echoing in the halls right um and then we're gonna build out an office space a separate we go up the stairs and there's a separate area yeah so for our perspective i feel like we're buying a mansion um you know it's not a mansion no yeah but uh we can get lost in it that's for sure (laughs) compared to a one-bedroom apartment totally i was thinking about it and just reflecting on why do I use the word adulting? Like if I'm talking to my mom, I'm like, Oh, adulting is so hard. And I'm like, well, wait, like everything that we're doing, it's I'm the, I'm the age of an adult. I have a child. And I think it's like, and I know that adulting is kind of like, it's a word that people use. And there's a comedy special out now called adulting. Um, But it's like, is there just a part of me that's, part of my generation where we don't naturally progress into just being adults and owning homes and engaging with like those milestones in life. It has to, we have to make an announcement that I'm an adult now. And yeah, even though mentally I still feel like a a little girl or something, I don't know. Hence the problem with America. Um, Yeah. People are quote, not growing up I swear, like, you watch even that show Mad Men, and I'm always like, oh, these guys are, like, high-rolling executives at ad firms, and they're 26. Yeah. They already have two kids. Uh, they're supporting a wife, and they got three mistresses on the side. Right. The good How old about days. The, bu- the Book of Mormon guy? 
He's um, like 24, and he wrote the Book of Mormon. Yeah, started a whole religion, moved across <laughs> the country, built a city, and then got like killed or whatever. He was born in Vermont. No. Yeah, John Smith, right? Isn't that? Is it John Smith? Yeah, he was born in Vermont, in Royalton, Vermont. What? Vermont has some weird history. And then um, Bill W., which he founded and started oh, AA, yeah. which is still a powerful transmission that has helped millions of people and yeah. turned into other things. He was born in uh, close to where we're going to be in, um, what the hell is the town? It's like the... the cute little Dorset area. Dorset yeah he was really? born in like Dorset yeah I just found that out so wow. th- there is like a vibe um that you know but yeah but regardless of age it's like where do you I mean spiritual traditions used to be you're a man at 13 right uh which is always a joke in my head that we completely convert to judaism and then you're like once he's 13 you're like if it's it's like time that you gotta get a job you gotta move out yeah <laughs> although i have to say now after going away for a few days to outline the book i was like oh i never want to leave Aww. my kid yeah and then i'm already like future tripping into like well if he goes to college like Hopefully he just goes to the one down the road from us or to like never thought you'd Benning- be that person. Bennington or like maybe as far as Massachusetts. Like I'm already like I'm already depressed in my head Aww. that it's like he's going to go off or like I'm moving to California. And then I'm like, no, we already did that. Like, right. um, I mean, of course, I want him to have his, you know, fulfill his destiny. And that's my ultimate prayer for him. And he works on it. But um yeah, like leaving for those couple days. Um yeah, it just got me got me thinking. You're not usually a future tripper either. I'm the one that's like, okay, when I'm 50, he'll be this age, and then what will he be doing? Yeah. And you're like, okay, calm down. Um but I don't uh, adulting in America, I mean more and more people are like, I don't know, I think kids are overly coddled, who knows. Yeah. But um yeah, people like I mean, I'm a late bloomer with a lot of stuff. I've been adulting living in the world since like at a young age, but was I always thriving on some level because I was always enmeshed with my spiritual development, but I always felt like I was living two lives and I always just had a job and finally my life had all really started to come together as one whole existence. Um but yeah, I don't know. I guess adulting is also kind of a dumb word, even though I like to use it and joke around. But, yeah, that's your Saturn game needs to be strong. Right. But right now we're dealing with Taurus. So get the get the nice things. Upgrade. Go for the bigger money. You know, you have to apply these spiritual teachings and techniques that the Hierophant has dispensed to you, the expounder of the mysteries. And you got to harvest and collect and do. And so it's really a time of being resourceful. And so if you sat and like while you upgraded financially to do nothing, it's good to maybe have a little break. But then how do you pivot? And we definitely know people that like created businesses, did things were like, okay, now I finally have the time. Some people have that drive. Most people probably don't. But the the other card of Taurus to get out of the lack is the six of discs. That's moon and Taurus. 
And that is success. It's called the Lord of Material Success is the traditional name. And that is a harmony of success. Six, all sixes are alignment. So really, it's going to be a time of powerful manifestation. And uh, that's going to be Patreon is manifesting May. Because in, in the cycles of magical teachings in the season of Taurus, the season of May, you learn a lot about the earth and setting intentions. There's very powerful days in the May energy, May 1st and the 5th and things. And there's special techniques and things to utilize. And it really is what what do you want to manifest? What do you want in the world? And you are allowed to have nice things. And that notion of like you're not like you're not if you're not in a monastic uh spiritual order probably if you're listening to this pod and uh so you're you're allowed to thrive you're allowed to have nice things so with the moon in taurus because the moon is like your emotions would that be like having emotional security leads to success and material success no the cycle of astrology is actually the material security i got a nice i got a place to live i got some stability i got food to eat then that turns into emotional security we move into cancer we'll talk about that in cancer oh right emotional self-reliance but no the moon is that you have to think more it's the inner filter so moon and taurus which is very successful because the your filter is very open and free and so you're a better conduit of manifesting but if you have all these blocks and tweaks and you're five of disking it, which is like stress and worry. And I'm, and then you move into the seven of discs, which is failure. Saturn Taurus is like, it's all going to be hard. Life is hard. Life is hard. Money is hard. It's your hard earned dollars. This and that. It's impossible to do this, right? It's limitations, limiting beliefs. Taurus is a great lesson in limiting beliefs as well. But if your moon game is strong in Kabbalah, that's the filter. It's Yesod. It's the number nine. Right. That means that you're a pure conduit to manifest what it is. But if you're tripping and so you're not worthy enough, you're not good enough, you don't deserve it. It can't happen. It's impossible. You'll never be an adult. I'll have to live at home, et cetera, et cetera. I'm dead and I'm behind. Well, then that's a shitty filter and you're just going to get gunk and you're going to get you're going to fuck yourself. So you need a pure filter. You need a clean subconscious. And so when your moon is strong, and then you throw in Taurus in the mist, mix, that's the card of success. Worldly su- things yeah. like material success. And you, more, money, money isn't the money. Money is the what money does. And you're more empowered. More money, more options easier life well that's what you were saying how that phrase money is the root of all evil i like how you switch it to the lack of money is the root of all evil that's five of discs is like it's lack scarcity lack of money is the root of all evil because even people or corporations or whatever that have an insane amount of money they're still operating out of scarcity and so you still are like, I have to have more. I have to have more. And it's just that's Venus's dark side is an unfulfilled void that leaves you just spiritually hung over and empty inside. You right. can't take it with you. And so, yes, part of the planet, a few people have gone to that extreme 
And then so many people go to the other extreme of scarcity. And that, that so Taurus is, it's hard. It's like, and then we have all of this resource, all this abundance in front of us. So yeah, just, um, but the lack of money, like, cause then you're still greedy and that avarice comes in because you're like, I don't have enough. Right. And so you're just a big old Grinch, but, um, the so money and then that's another brainwashing money is the root of all evil like I, there were some idiots that were like we have to end money and capitalism and uh, like in a way but no and so um uh, these are all people with trust ones too that are like anti-money I'm right like, uh, yeah fuck off um so i'm gonna say this tourist season figure out pull it in manifest get your subconscious clear get your moon game on and it's manifesting may even though it's april now but it's tourist season yeah and um pull it in and like thrive tourist is gonna help you thrive in the world Let thy soul be awakened. Let thy soul be awakened.